heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them, from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen to the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. The doctor saving lives at your local hospital. The war veteran down the street who risked his lives for our freedom. The police officers and firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur. The creator. The producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. And I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks of the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and I'm on the line today with special guest Lucy Liu. Lucy, are you there? Absolutely. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me, Richard. Awesome. So glad to have you here. And Lucy, you're joining us from LA. And for those of you who follow us around in our travels, we're still on the southwest coast of Oregon, um, freezing our, our tushies off up here. But we're headed back down south to where Lucy is. And what did you say? It was like 82 degrees there today? Yes. Yes, yes. It. We'll make, make everyone else in the country jealous about the Southern California weather. Um, <laughs> So what I want to do real quick is introduce you so our guests know who you are, and then we'll get in to talk about your story. So Lucy is a certified life coach, women empowerment workshop facilitator, and host of your own weekly podcast called The Lucy Liu Show. You were born in China, raised in the city of Los Angeles, um, and you have a deep, ambitious desire for success in life um, and to finish school sooner. So you dropped out of uh, high school as a straight-A student. After your sophomore year, you graduated from UCLA with a bachelor's in economics, um, you had plans to become a financial advisor. You did the Hollywood lifestyle, um, chose love over, uh, uh, over your career, moved to Taiwan. You've been traveling, oh, it says here, for 12 years in Asia. Is that right? Yes, I love, I love traveling. <laughs> so what is it that you do now for your business? What is it that people come to you for? What is the, uh, um, what's your primary business? So basically, I, I help high-achieving women in life transitions. I help them get unstuck, beat overwhelm, see clarity together. We set new goals and help them live a more fulfilled life, right? Um, you know, just the basic is to survive, but I want my clients to thrive. And I actually personally transformed my own life from feeling overstressed, right? Burnout, overwhelm, you name it. I've been there. Um, that was at one point of my life. And now I, I truly feel that I live a true, happy, joyful, fulfilled, and very mindful life. And I want that for all other women. So that's where I'm at. And I yeah. hope that I get to inspire other women to do that. So it's my passion and to help these business owners, mothers, other wives, sisters, to help them rewrite their life stories. And you do that as a, uh, as a life coach? Yes. And I think when we work on our inner self, when we work on our life, um, actually their business also transform. We usually see results also directly reflected into their business. Awesome. So do you work mostly one-on-one -on -one or do you do one-to-many like groups? Do you do stage talks? Like what are the, what, how do you um, generally deliver your, 
Yeah, your, currently uh, I'm mostly working with my clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Uh, for okay. 2020, um, I will introduce more courses and group coaching programs, but I hold my workshops virtually. Okay, that's really cool. So I want to, before we get too far into the business stuff, I do want to uh, touch a little bit on the travel since we both travel um, quite a lot. You, you mentioned in your bio that you've been traveling uh, Asia for 12 or 13 years. What kind of, uh, um, what kind of travel do you do? Uh, just for leisure for myself. Um, uh, when I did work in Taiwan, I worked for my husband's family business. So we mm -hmm. had vendors out in China. So we did travel a bit uh, throughout China to visit vendors. And along the way, we did travel for personal reasons. And um, I think if we, if, if I think back of those times, uh, one eye-opening trip was obviously for me um, was to Cambodia. Cambodia. I've yeah. been to Cambodia. Ah, uh, yeah, Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we were actually, uh, I, don't, I don't actually think we made it to Cambodia. We were, we were on the edge of Laos and Cambodia in Thailand because mm. um, they wouldn't let us go over the border, but we were able to go up to the border. We were bringing, uh, bringing supplies to people um, up there. It was kind of cool. That was very, it was very memorable for me because we saw the locals. They were living on the lake, like, and the lake was very muddy. Mm -hmm. And they would shower and um, sh they would shower in the lake and they would drink water out of the lake. It was like wow. their whole life, their whole family. You would see these little, little tiny huts on top of these um, river and lakes. And they were very muddy and their whole family would be there. And they just basically cook, eat. They live their whole life. Uh, out of those huts. So that was very eye-opening for me. I just feel like us Americans, honestly, we have so, so, so much to be grateful for, for everything Absolutely. that we have. Yeah, yeah. It's, I remember uh, when we were in, when we were in Thailand on that trip, um, we got mm -hmm. to go into one of the little Thai villages just outside of uh, Chiang Mai. Um, and it was a neat little village that, um, I don't know, it's probably about the size of like an RV park here in the US. Um, but it's all these little huts and they had a cool little hill and a little sanctuary and whatnot that they had there. And one of the most beautiful picturesque places I've ever been, but their whole life was lived inside this little, in a little town there. Um, and it was, it was really cool. Um, but it definitely, it definitely opens your eyes to the way that, um, you know, the, the blessings we have here in America. Absolutely. So we got to get out of our comfort zone sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really look forward to doing some more travel in Asia and around there. It's a very colorful, bright cultures over there. Um, so we're still uh, we're still exploring the U.S., but one of our our next steps is to uh, to to look around and start traveling to uh, other countries more. But you know, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> so my uh, my next question for you is about your origin story. Right, we talk on the show all the time. Every hero has their origin story. It's where you started to realize that you were different. That maybe you had superpowers and maybe you could use them to help other people. How did this come about for you? How did you um, become an entrepreneur, and what was that transition like? Absolutely. Um, I think uh, when I went to Taiwan, uh, it was to marry my husband. Uh, at the time, I've never been to Taiwan. I don't have a single mem family member there. I didn't have any friends. And we just worked for his parents, um, for his family business, where basically we're just always working. 
right? Um, so people, mm -hmm. my friends didn't understand me. They're like, Lucy, how do you do it? Like, how do you survive like without support? Because a lot of times we're always wanting support, support and validation from your family, from your friends, you know, from whoever yeah. you're around. And I just felt like that's when I started realizing that I was different. Like, I feel like I have the superpower to support myself and get myself through you know, the, the lows of life. But of course that took time, right? It took yeah. a decade of personal development. And, and when I had my business, after I left a family business, when I started my own business, my customers, they were always interested to, to talk to me because I'm always giving them insights. So I've only been formally coaching for a year. However, I feel like I've been unofficially coaching for a long time just mm -hmm. as a matter of doing it because I'm always giving advice people come to me for advice and they feel better after talking to me they're like wow Lucy after I talk to you I feel so calm and so so much clarity so that's when I realized um, I had the superpower of turning negatives into positives right so maybe you're stuck on this one event or negative spiral for days and if you tell me about it maybe i can get you unstuck in 30 minutes or so or less uh, yeah. but back then i didn't know when i grew up i didn't know life coaching was a career i had no idea so i went to school for economics you know the traditional school schooling i was going to go into finance you know into corporate world so I had no idea life coaching was even a thing. I didn't know. I had no idea. So yeah. when I realized um, I was moving back to the U.S. soon, I wanted to find something that fits um, my values. I wanted to have aligned values. So I was looking into what I'm going to do. And I, I, that's when I discovered the world of life coaching and business coaching. And I asked around. I, I asked my friends, do you know about life coaching? And they're like, yeah, celebrities have them. Like all these top entrepreneurs and celebrities all have coaches. Yeah. So even when people talk about how life coaching or business coaching could be such a saturated market, yet I know a lot of people around me who's never had a coach all their life or had also have no idea what coaching is. So yeah, that was the beginning. So, so how was that transition going from what you were doing before to becoming an entrepreneur and sort of like learning the skill set of not just being a coach, because that's the, the technical aspect of what you do, but right. like the business of like running a coaching business and having to get customers and do marketing and, you know, all the other things that go with running a business. How, how did that, uh, how was that transition for you? I think for me, I love all things new. So it was very fun and exciting. And that's basically what I do with my clients as well. Um, you know, when you're in transition, and that's why I love working with women in transition, because sometimes it's a little bit scary, right? It could be vulnerable, but I find this as the most beautiful period of time. So transitions are beautiful. And that's when you learn, you grow and you grow out of your comfort zone and it's beautiful. And um, I think you have to keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then just have fun along the way because we don't want to be like so rigid, like, oh, 
down to business, you know, making money. Um, for me and my clients, it's about doing all of that while having fun. <laughs> so another question on that is like, how, how long have you been doing the coaching business so uh, far? Coaching, and I've been coaching for a year. Coaching for a year now. And are you still, um, are you, are you working solopreneur? Have you started to like bring on any uh, team members at all? Like a virtual assistant or anything like that yet? I just started on, um, I'm just starting on virtual assistants. Yes. Nice. So you're starting to grow your team and everything. Do you have, uh, what do you, uh, what do you anticipate the growth of your business looking like over the next couple of years? Oh, I love it. I, I definitely would hope to bring on more business, um, business partners and, or um, I love women's collaboration. So I do, I do want to collaborate with other women in terms of holding workshops or any opportunities um, to support each other. Because I feel as women um, or any as business owners, I think if you ask the answer is probably yes, right? Like us yeah. business owners, we want to see each other thrive. Like seriously, Richard, I want you to do so well. I wish you all the success in business. So I think we really as entrepreneurs have that, have that hope for each other. So it's not, I don't think about the competition. I don't worry about what others are doing. I just mm -hmm. focus on my values and what I can bring, what values I can bring to my clients. And people yeah. around me. I've definitely, uh, um, one of the, my, my favorite aspects about the whole entrepreneurial community is how, because um, one of the mentalities that comes from that is the, uh, the abundance mentality where, you know, pe people aren't fighting over the slices of the pie, they're creating new values. So there's very little, like, uh, it's very easy to look at people who are in the same space as you or might be considered competition and say, hey, you know, I wish you all the success in the world because you know there's plenty of room for everyone. Um, and it's a, it's a great place to, uh, to be in. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that about our community as well. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit more about your superpower. So you mentioned, you mentioned your superpower um, a minute ago was the, um, was, was helping women in transition, really understanding that and helping them get through that. Um, I want you to talk a little bit more about that. Why do you think that's your superpower? And I think one of the interesting questions is, do you think that was something that was born that you just was a born talent or something that you developed um, over the uh, over the years? I think both. I definitely think I have a true calling for doing what I'm doing. I do see that I am more positive than a lot of people I know. But then also there's that part of me. And there's also, of course, like, you know, when we go to the gym and work out our muscles, physical muscles, we also work out our personal muscles like our traits, for, for example, confidence or, um, you know, gratitude, what, whatever you need in life, you practice on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we talked about this a little bit before our session started that my name was Lucy Liu, right? So yeah, yeah. obviously, I, I always use that as, as an example, because when I was very young, when I was like back in middle school, I actually, well, I'm from LA, so I actually took acting classes. And, you know, I went to many auditions. I went to one audition after another. Um, 
And every time, every single time the casting director would run out like super excitedly, oh my God, I have Lucy Liu on the list. Lucy Liu's on the list. Like they would <laughs> literally like run out of their office and, and I'm like I'm in the lobby and they're like, oh, it's not Lucy Liu. It's not the Lucy Liu, right? So my confidence was crushed yeah. like from time to time, obviously. And they were like, and they make it so apparent that they were disappointed to see me. But, um, but because of those practice I got, it made me super confident. So on the first part, I'm naturally positive. So I'm not like, oh, I'm not, I'm like super crushed. I, my life is ending, like I'm useless, right? So you can go down the negative spiral or you can choose to be positive, right? And yeah, I think absolutely. that is why, exactly why I kept my name, like, as my maiden name. So that's my maiden name. Even though I'm happily married for many years, I'm still calling Lucy Liu because I want to be reminded that I am confident. And that's why I started my podcast, just having that name. I don't want to be overthinking. Like you're like double thinking, triple thinking. You can think for a month. Actually, when I started my coaching business, same thing. Um, it took me three months to think of a name for my coaching business. And it was just so hard. I didn't like any of them. I couldn't think of anything. And I was helping no one. I had no clients. Come on, right? And yeah. the moment I stepped up and I decided to just use my name, Lucy Lou Coaching. And that's when um, I found that confident version of me again. And I just called it by my name. And I was attracted to clients who felt they want the same confidence from me. So I do believe that you have to choose to be whatever the version of you that you want to be. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have to, you know, even if you have the, the natural talent, you have to work on and develop and make yourself better. Mm -hmm. So the other side of someone's superpower is their fatal flaw, right? Just like Superman has his kryptonite or Batman's not actually a superhero, right? He's, uh, he's just really smart and very dedicated, right? Has lots of money. What would you say your, your, your fatal flaw is, something that has held back your business, um, something you've had to work on? I think more importantly, how have you worked on that so people who might struggle with something similar can work to overcome that in their lives? I would say when I was very young, I think my fatal flaw was ambition. I used to think ambition is good. Um, that's why I dropped myself out of high school, um, even with straight A's. I felt it wasn't enough, right? Um, I was very driven. I wanted to succeed in life. I wanted to, you know, make billions of dollars and whatnot. But um, yeah, that got me somewhere I wanted. I became an entrepreneur. I was doing well financially. However, it did not get me very far. So I was stressed out burned out, overwhelmed, and um, my body, the reason I started to go into personal development was because um, I was physically having breathing problems, like I had trouble breathing, like I would have to gaps for air, and it was just major, massive shortness of breath, and I had to get a lot of medical checkups, and there was nothing wrong with me. There was just nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I, but I felt like I was going to die soon. You know, I, it was just to the point of burnout. And that's when I realized ambition did not work for me. So that was my totally very fatal flaw. And, and now I 
I'm, I'm over that. I'm over the ambition part. So I'm just having fun doing what I love. And I feel like that's why I do feel I live a joyful and fulfilled life because I'm just enjoying every part of my day. And um, if I had to say something that's that I'm working on now is um, being perfectionist. Yeah. I I think a lot of my clients tell me they're all perfectionists. So I think there's a part of us that always want to make things perfect, wait for the perfect moment, right? Um, so I change the language on that. I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist or ex-perfectionist. <laughs> so nice. just by changing the language, you're like, oh, I'm not that version of me anymore. So yeah, that is a uh, that's a, a really powerful self persuasion technique where you, mm -hmm. you rewrite your own identity, exactly, um, and then you start to act in that identity, which is really really powerful. Um, one of the uh, thoughts I had on the uh, the ambition thing is I used to struggle with something similar, um, and the uh, the where, where I came down on it was um, a concept I call contented ambition, right? And contented ambition is the idea for me, anyways, that you are content with your life now, right? Like I love the things that I'm doing and where I'm at, my family, the, the business that I have. Um, but I have, like I have a path forward. I have a, I have a destination, right? I have like places I'm trying to go. So like, it's not that I, I shouldn't have a goal, shouldn't have like things that I'm striving for, but you can't just have that. You can't just have something you're striving for um, and not, not be content with your life because then you let your life slip by, right? You just, you, you end up, you know, either running yourself into the ground and burn out and have problems that way. Um, and you also can't, for me, like, I can't just be content with everything you have now without having like a destination or a goal. Cause you don't do anything. Right. And if you're, you, they say, what is it? Uh, the, um, once the, if the, if the fruit's not growing, right. Once it's ripe then it starts to die. Right. So you always have to be growing and pushing a little bit. So I, you know, put those together. I call, you know, my, my life is, is having contented ambition. Absolutely. I love that. And that uh, reminded me of um, the difference was when I was focusing on the um, ambition, I was chasing. I was constantly chasing something ahead of me. So I'm never happy because I'm looking at my target ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. And how you mentioned um, the difference is I'm living my life now. Yes, we set goals, of course, and um, we we have this destination, but we're not focusing. For example, if your uh, destination is is eventually Z, how I used to live my life is I'm constantly looking at Z, so I'm constantly stressed out that I'm only at point A, B, or C. Whereas now. Yeah. So my destination is still Z. However, I'm very happy and moving along my letters and going from, you know, B to C. And that's what I help my clients do as well to make those slow progress and focus on the present. Yeah, yeah. I think for, for me, one of the things that's been a really good um, analogy in my own life is uh, raising my children, right? Because like, you know, <laughs> the goal of raising your children is to raise them up into productive, like members of society, right? Like that's the Z, right? I wouldn't want to get them to that point. But if like, that's all we ever focus on, you forget to enjoy every moment, right? You'll, you miss it. You miss the joy of raising your children. Absolutely. Um, so I try to take that same type of like mentality to the other parts of my business where I'm like, you know, I'm, I enjoy every aspect of where I'm at even, um, even sometimes the things that are hard and struggling, you probably hear one of my babies crying in the yeah, background. Yeah, I was just about to say, that's the beauty <laughs> uh, of um, uh, parenthood. 
yeah yeah and you know moving forward and it's it's a it's a wonderful joy to to have have that in your life and grow forward and everything so my next question for you though has to do with your common enemy right so and this i want to think in terms of your clients that you bring on the ones that you work with something that you constantly have to fight against with them whether it's a mindset or something that you see you have to come in um, and, and fight against, what would you say that is that you see regularly that if you could just wave your magic wand and remove it from your client's life, what would that be? I would say fear. Um, everyone has fear. And, um, uh, for me, I saw someone drown in front of me when I was five years old at the beach. So ever since that day, I was afraid to swim in high school. I don't know about your yeah. school, but we had to pass a swimming proficiency test in order to graduate. So I practiced yeah, for yeah. months, for I months. <laughs> um, I just could not put my head into the water. So I swam with my head out of the water and I felt like I was going to die because it hurts my back, hurts my spine. And, but I couldn't do it um, because of that inner fear. I just literally cannot do it. But um, almost a year um, into coaching, I realized that if I was talking the talk, I really need to walk the walk. I was like breaking the fear of my clients you know, all the time. And one day I just decided, hey, you know, I need to walk my walk and I need to put my head into the water. And guess what? I did it. And so mindset is a moment to moment shift. It only takes one decision. Yeah. So that's the type of fear that I work with my clients because a lot of times, uh, like also in business, right? We see that a lot. You want to go into something new, but you're scared, but you're not going to say you're scared. Obviously no one says I have fear. No, no set that no one ever. Right. But it's, um, on that deeper level, sometimes it's mostly fear. So there's, um, I would say definitely, um, fear and limiting belief. Like we always have these negative self-talks. Yeah. Yeah. And the, Every the fear, everybody does the fear is an interesting one too because it holds a lot of people back and they don't always they can't always articulate what the problem is like one of the things i see all the time with my clients is uh a fear of advertising right and advertising for um in in our in the business that i work with all my clients is very important it's an important aspect of it and they're like they'll do all of the things that lead all the way up to like okay now we need to put something in front of people and they're like oh, i don't want to do that all right we'll spend you know, a thousand dollars on a training course and a thousand dollars on a coach to do this and a couple thousand dollars getting things developed. And we do all these things. And then it's like, okay, we need to put a hundred dollars into ads. And you're like, Oh, I can't do that. I might lose a hundred dollars. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, it's a, the fear can be debilitating. Um, and, and it doesn't always make sense, but you have to help, help your clients work through that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the, if your common enemy is something that you fight against, your driving force is the thing you fight for, right? So just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information, what is it that you fight for in your business and with your clients? Honestly, for me, um, uh, I think my mission is to 
to inspire positive change in my clients, obviously. I want to help them be happy, to overcome any obstacles that come up in their both personal life and business and create more opportunities, right? Because um, when you don't see the negatives, when you look at the positives, you're going to find new opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise found. Um, and I believe everyone is extraordinary. We are all extraordinary. You are amazing. Everyone is amazing. Um, it's like you can't tell a fish to climb a tree, right? Then the fish is going to think he's stupid all his life. So we got to put your strength to work. And really, I just want to help my clients thrive and also have fun along the way. You know, you're not going to make money at the cost of not spending time with your family. You're not going to like grow your business to a million dollar business without, um, but you're all burned out. So I, I, I would say alignment. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say alignment with your values and priorities. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a good place to be in too, when you have an idea of like what you want to do and what's important to you. And I think one of the things that we make a mistake at as entrepreneurs is we forget to think about what our values are. Right. And then make decisions based on those, like use, use them as a, you know, like a judging stick. Right. Does this going to, you know, take more time away from my family or not? Like, is it going to help me get more time with them? So you can, you, if you know what your values are and you set them out first, and it lets you make better, smarter decisions in your business. Absolutely. And the version of success looks different for everyone. So you just have to know what your meaning of success looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, tell, uh, I, I, I frequently talk about knowing the monster you're building, right? Because not everyone wants to build a multi-million dollar Apple computer with a bajillion employees, right? Not, that's not mm -hmm. everyone's goal. Mm -hmm. um, some people, and I, I, it's, it's an interesting thing because I've seen this happen in, in, um, in entrepreneur communities where, you know, someone will be building a small business, solopreneur, doing exactly what they want to do. And they hit, you know, ten fifteen thousand $15,000 a month and they're done. And they just want to keep that business for the rest of their lives. And someone else will be like, well, that's not like a real business. A real business has, you know, X, Y, Z, um, you know, whatever it is. And I, I find that funny because the, it's different for everyone, right? Um, mm -hmm what a successful business for you looks like is different than what a successful business for me looks like. Um, and, and um, I, it's interesting because you have to, you have to know how to define what your success is and then fight for that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I can think of a million things I can outsource and delegate. Um, but you know what? I actually have fun doing them. Like I have fun, editing my own podcast and I actually have fun yeah. like making pretty graphics for my guests like I actually have fun and that's and that's for that's why we have to reflect on ourselves you know what's working for you what's not working for you um, it's not what other people's doing it's about you yeah yeah and I'm I'm the opposite like making the pretty graphics and stuff like that <laughs> I would just you know rather chop my toes off so I have other people <laughs> do that for me exactly um, yeah, so we're so. all different and that's the beauty of life we're humans and yeah it's fun it's that's the beauty of life yeah yeah and I think it's it's definitely it's empowering um I think one of the things that uh, like people like you when you come in as a life coach one of the things that I think life coaches do best for their entrepreneurs for the people that they're working with is give them permission to live the life that they've been dreaming about because right? you, you think you have to have permission and sometimes you just have someone come up and be like, you know what, you're allowed to build your business that way. 
and I go, oh, really? I am? Like, I don't have to, like, hold it up to some societal standard that doesn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're, they're always searching for validation, right? And you're waiting for that aha moment. Like, a lot of people talk about what's your big aha moment in your business? Or uh, for me, I don't really have that aha moment. Like, it's these little daily aha moments and wins that adds up. Like, I just always trust that whatever I choose, right? I'm on a constant lookout for when I'm needing some work and that self-awareness just keeps me going. I keep myself motivated and motivation is not something you just like take once and you're like motivated, motivated forever. You eat three times a day. You've got to take in motivation and inspiration like all the time. So you got to be self-aware when you're not in the mood, when you're not in that positive vibe, do something about it, right? There are energy coaches out there that keeps you energized, right? Whatever you need just ask for help. And yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's true too, right? You have to, you have to take the time and sometimes you have to know like, Hey, you know what? I'm just not in a place where I can work right now. Sometimes you just take, take a couple hours off, go take a walk, right? Go down to the beach (laughs) and come back, come back a little refreshed, take some time for yourself. Um, so my, my next question though, has to do with, it's more practical, right? I call this your hero's tool belt, right? Maybe you got a big magical hammer like Thor or a bulletproof vest, like your neighborhood police officer, or maybe you just really love how Evernote helps you, uh, organize all your thoughts. What are some of the practical tools you use to manage your business? Whether that's, you know, getting your client appointments done or, you know, doing your onboarding or growing your business. What are some tools that you just couldn't live without for growing and maintaining your business? Uh, I would definitely say journaling. Um, I journal my daily gratitudes and daily wins because this way you're always celebrating every day, even the smallest wins, right? Um, You want to feel that positive energy. You want to keep that momentum. It's so much easier to keep a momentum going. And also for me personally, I don't really keep a to-do list um, people hate to-do lists. Like everyone I yeah. talk to hate to-do lists, but they all have them. Why? Right? You schedule it into your Google calendar. Um, whatever you need to do, you schedule your, you know, um, put it on your phone alarm. And then when it goes off, you just do it. You know, when the Google, um, when your Google calendar alert goes off, you do it. Like don't keep it on a list and you're going to hate the list and you're going to hate your life. Yeah, that's accurate. It's one of the things that uh, comes up all the time on the show is how important calendars are to people um, and entrepreneurs, particularly we live and die by our calendars. Um, I'm curious on your journaling, though. Do you actually, you know, do you do you have a like a real pen and paper that you're you're journaling on? Or do you have one of those, uh, you know, fancy tablets with the pencil on it? How do you how do you? No, actually go I, I do handwriting. I love um Actually, the process of handwriting is kind of like meditation. Well, I also meditate, but um, meditation is also important. Um, but even journaling, just the, the, the matter of fact that, and I try to write them like really pretty. Mm-hmm. So just that action is very healing, calming, and it's like medica- meditation in itself. So do you have, do you have like a a certain like set of questions you answer every day? I'm just curious for people who might be interested in journaling, like what's your process for that? I know online, there are a lot of journal prompts. Journal prompts are really great when you are stuck on something. You ask yourself questions, right? Mm -hmm. To figure out, to see that clarity. And for me, because I, I, 
I need my high vibe. I need to be positive and I love being positive. So what I do is just journal. Today I'm grateful for, you know, I am grateful for ABC and then, um, then my daily wins, no matter how small, mm-hmm. like today's win. So if it's not too personal, what was one of your biggest wins today so far? I know we're only halfway through the day, but. Oh, today, oh, I got off my phone call with my coaching client earlier and she just had her best income month. So that was oh, my a, biggest win. That's a good win. win. <laughs> <laughs> I always love those things when you get hear from your client, they're like, hey, we just had our best month or our you know, big breakthrough. I love that kind of stuff. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think as a coach, I think that's why we become coaches. Like seriously, um, it's not about the money anymore. It's about um, helping others that that fulfillment of living the life you I choose to and helping them live the life they choose to as well. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So I want to talk to you about your own personal heroes, right? So mm. Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Who are some of your heroes? Were they real life mentors? Were they speakers or authors, maybe peers who are a couple of years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your business? I think um, they're just so many women that are inspirational but at this point i would have to say i am who i am today because of lucy lu the actress she is absolutely (laughs) so talented um she's a director she's an actress and she's an artist she paints as well so um she uh, i think she made a very big difference uh in my life I had my name before she became famous. Like she has yeah. been, you know, acting for years. But of course, when I had my name or when I actually saw her, I think the first time I saw her, I was like in my teens and she was actually playing like smaller roles. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so famous. Then, you know, I'm kind of behind. I'm going to be nobody. So that was actually one of my limiting beliefs, like, throughout my whole life. Like, I'm nobody because she's so famous, right? You don't see another Julia Robert or mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie. It's just, it's just not possible. So I knew that my whole life, I'm not going to be as, uh, you know, successful as her. So that, that played a big role in my life as I was growing up. Um, yet today where I am now, I am very thankful for that because I am the Lucy Lou to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm used to saying I'm not the Lucy Lou, but now I am the Lucy Lou because I am me. I am unique. Like, when I started my podcast, that's the intention I put into it. Even if I just help the life of one listener, I have made a better contribution to a better world. And that's all it matters because I'm just, I'm not doing the comparison game. I'm just me and I love myself and I make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a good place to be in too. So, and it's, it's an interesting Mm -hmm thing where you have someone who has shared your name and has that uh that spotlight and you know you share the uh, cultural heritage and everything from from asia and whatnot and it's a it's it's a very unique thing um that you had for yourself and it uh um it's it's interesting that it's it's served as like a she served as like a canon to measure your life by um and help uh help you really identify what your uniqueness is absolutely that's really cool 
So I'm going to bring it home for our listeners a little bit and talk about your guiding principles. What are the top one or two principles or actions that you put into practice every day that you think contribute to the success and the influence that you enjoy today? I would always say there is always a way. So um, I truly, deeply, madly believe to everything there is always a way. Um, to the point that it's carved in my bones, you know, it's probably flowing in my bone marrow. <laughs> you know, there's no doubt every fiber of my being that I always believe there's a way. So instead of finding excuses and lies, I just know that everything's going to work out in the end. So that way I look for new opportunities. So um, I use this analogy as a rock where like life, we're going to be thrown like rocks. You're just, that's just life. There's no way you're going to have a smooth sailing life, right? We're going to be thrown rocks and um, these rocks are going to be the obstacles that come up in life. Do you see these rocks as boulders in your path, blocking your path? Or do you see them as little pebbles that are paving your exact path to success and happiness? So that's going to be a difference. And that's, yeah. that's your choice. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, one of the things my, my brother and I tease about regularly is uh um, you know, people always ask you the question, can you do something, right? Can you do this? And I always, my brother and I always respond, um, much to my parents' chagrin probably, um, that uh, of course I can do that, right? Like it doesn't matter. It's like if you want to build a spaceship to go to the moon, we could do that. The question, the more important question is how much time, money, and effort do you want to put into getting that result, right? Because we could, we could put together the team and make it happen if you wanted something to happen. And I, like, I just, I love that mindset of anything is possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And the question is not, can you do it? The question is, are you willing to put in the work and the effort to make it happen? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Which, which I find to be a, a more important question um, and one that people don't always ask themselves. They don't always ask themselves if they're willing to do the effort to get the result. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a powerful thing when you're like, hey, I recognize what the effort is and I'm choosing to go ahead and do that because then you're more likely to actually do it and succeed. Exactly. And, um, and another thing that I'm really big on is being present. So one of my favorite quotes is yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift, which is yeah. why we call it the present. So I'm really <laughs> like big that. about being mindful because, um, yeah, you're, you don't want to be worried about what happened in the past. You don't want to stress about the future. We're going to set aside time. We're going to block time to do the planning. Yes. But other than that, you know, if I'm with my kid, I'm going to be fully present. I'm going to have fun, right? If I'm working, I'm having fun too. If I'm, you know, whatever you're doing, you're having fun leisurely, whatever you choose to be doing, enjoy the exact thing you're doing. So if you are having fun and enjoy every moment, then from moment to moment, day to day, your whole life, you're going to have a joyful life. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things that I've I've been asked before. Like, how do you, how can you have? Um, we have four kids, and I've been asked like, how can you uh, like, how do you love each of them, right? Like, because you know, and that that's a question that generally comes from people who either don't have kids or only have one, um, and which which cracks me up. But the uh, the idea is that like you know, you can give hundred percent of yourself to someone in a given time frame, right? And um, same thing with your spouse, with your work, with whatever it is you're doing, 
you can, to your point, you can bring all of yourself to bear on whatever it is you're doing right now. Um, and allows you to, that's what I think that's the point, right? To be present, um, is to not split yourself into little pieces. And people, I think, mistake the idea that what I need to do is I've only got so much of me to go around. So I got to cut it up into little pieces and like work gets a little percentage and my one kid gets a little percentage. My wife gets another little percentage and nobody gets all of me. Um, and that's just not the way it works. You, you take all of yourself to each relationship and you take all of yourself to each thing that you're working on in your business or in your life. Yeah, honestly, I teach all my clients, let's learn from men. Let's be single task. Let's not multitask too much and burn ourselves out. Yeah. yeah. So last thing that I do on this show is something I call the uh, Heroes Challenge. And Heroes Challenge is really simple. It's basically, do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a really cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come there, share their story here on our show? Oh, on your show. Well, um, I have so many. Oh, my God. I have too many amazing women in my network. So <laughs> so just the first one that comes to mind. Honestly, wow, that is hard because they're all great. But I would say because my podcast, just the episode that just went live today, um, I really adore her. I'm. She's very inspirational. She is a um, transformational coach, um, yoga teacher. Her name is Carly Kershaw. And mm -hmm. just, I'm just putting her name out there because I, yeah, she's the episode I uploaded today. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So maybe we can try and reach out later so we can get her to come on our show and share what she's doing for people. Mm -hmm. um, and at this point, that basically um, wraps up our show. What I want to do real quick is first, thank you so much for coming on the show, Lucy. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, and second, where can people find you if they want to hear your podcast or if they are a woman who's in transition and looking to get help with that, where can they find you? And I guess more importantly, like who's the ideal person to reach out um, and say, hey, you know what, Lucy, I need your help. Oh, absolutely. Thank you again, Richard, for having me and all the beautiful souls. You are all amazing. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for tuning into my story. Um, I am everywhere all across all social platforms at the same handle m-s-l-u-c-y miss lucy lu and um, my website is lucylucoaching.com and i work mostly with women who are ready to make a change and together we read i say kiss overwhelm goodbye so yeah reach out to me if you feel a little bit stuck overwhelmed stressed out and we're gonna get you moving forward right away awesome so if you're listening here and you are one of our lady heroes who's in transition looking to make a change definitely reach out to lucy and it's l-u-c-y-l-i-u coaching.com is that right Correct. Thank Lucy you. LucyLuCoaching.com. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Lucy. Really appreciate it. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience before we go ahead and hit the done record button on this episode? <laughs> Just remember there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lucy. Mm -hmm.